this is Lance Howard. Welcome back to the Healing Voice Podcast. This is the sixth episode of Season 3, titled 2020 Vision. 2020 is a visual acuity measurement that, in this discussion, I use allegorically to talk about keen perception in the year 2020, which is of the mind and allows us to see a clear vision for our lives. In this talk, we cover universal human values and Dr. Masaru Emoto's water experiments. 2020 has brought forced change, which is actually the opportunity to shift things we have been unhappy with. We are often resistant to change, even when we know change is necessary. Identity, knowing who we are and what we are here to do, can fuel proper decision making. One quote I really like from this podcast is, I cannot help fix what is happening in the world, because this world that I'm creating is not okay. Enjoy. start with a meditation that will go into a concentration and then back to a meditation. Um, I think a couple talks ago I mentioned that I learned that the word meditate means to something like to divide thoughts and to And then concentration is to focus on one thought. And so we've kind of flipped the words around in our culture and across the world at this point. Like we think of meditation as emptying the mind, but in fact, concentration means to empty the mind. Uh, I was fascinated by that. Love to find word clues about how upside down our culture is. And there's another one. <laughs> Um, that I, yeah, I find interesting. So what we'll do is um, we'll just close our eyes and we'll breathe <laughs> as if that's a problem. <laughs> but we're going to uh, consciously breathe, I should say, by <clears throat> trying to breathe into the stomach. So typically we feel our breath in our chest, right? We feel the, the chest rise and fall. And actually deeper breathing is through the diaphragm. So when the stomach can move before the chest, like you'll feel it rise from the diaphragm and like up into the chest after the rib cage expands. And then even um, you can feel the pressure build up into the, into the neck and even through the skull, like this is a full breath. And focus breathing in the exhale is to actively use the abdominals to force the air back out. It's not a uh, violent or abrupt force. It's just natural and calm, but you can use your core to Focus the direction of the breathing. And inhaling through the nose and exhaling through the nose releases nitric oxide, which has all these amazing benefits for the mind and for the heart and a whole list of things that I can't begin to list off the top of my head, but.
So the meditation begins now where we're going to pay attention to our thoughts. We're going to continue to try to breathe consciously and pay attention to the thoughts that are coming. And thoughts are like float planes that fly overhead. They come and go. They can be kind of loud and annoying. They can be like cars driving down the road here as we hear them now. They come and go. Thoughts can also be like intruders in your home. They come in unexpectedly and what was a peaceful environment no longer is. So whatever picture comes to mind or thoughts or forms or stories, that's what we're paying attention to. And we're letting them come in and we're letting them go right back out. If the thought stays with you, if the thought comes through the front door of your home and you let it stay there and you won't say, hey, it's time to go or at least uh, have the back door open so they can walk in and go right back out, right? It's like the thought doesn't have to stay. Another way of saying that is you don't have to get involved with the thought. You don't have to be entangled in any kind of emotion that the thought may bring. So like that car passing by now, let it come and let it go. And you might begin to sense that, oh, thoughts come and go, but suddenly there's a stillness, as if the thoughts just aren't there anymore. And that's getting us into the point of concentration, the point of pure potential, the point of pure mind. And That's the real you, this place where thoughts could come and go, but don't have to. There's nothing but peace in this, in this space, in this environment. Mm. So there comes another car, another thought coming and going, not a big deal. I don't care who's driving it, what kind of car it is, what the license plate reads. Footsteps approached on the deck. I don't have to know. I just know someone's there and it's only temporary. The commotion is temporary, but I am still here.
and there might be the sound of the birds and the sound of the wind and the feel of the breeze. And you can just enjoy that. The thought may knock on the door again. So what? So what? Just pure peace. Pure potential. Pure mind. And we will come back to this time and space. And we'll open our eyes and we'll see the three-dimensional world again in physical form. And we'll begin to take up personhood again, which is, I am Lance. I am, I've been conditioned to say, you know, that I do such and such a thing for a living, and I'm conditioned to tell you that I'm a certain ethnicity, and I have a certain background, and um, I'll talk about me a lot in some ways that are very ego-driven, because that's how we communicate in our world, but the place where we just were, none of that was important. None of that was even real. Those were the things that we were saying are just thoughts, just things that can come and go. And at the end of the day, they, they don't even have to matter. We're the ones putting the value and the meaning into, into those things. But with those things come a lot of division and stress and 2020 has been a year of really pointing out um, <laughs> a number of divisive issues in our country and in our world. And I think 2020 has also helped us realize that, or at least maybe helped us wonder how we've spent our time in other years. It's like, oh, um, now that the world has slowed down, I personally realize that there are a lot of things that I was up to, a lot of things I was doing that I didn't need to be, do. I, I didn't need to do, but kind of like maybe being in a, a hamster wheel. It's like, well, this is just what's happening and everyone's doing it anyway. And so I'm busy. You know, I'm busy, <laughs> but there, those were all things I didn't have to do. Um, and a certain stress came along with those things as well, where I felt like I was short on time and maybe not resting properly. And I don't know, a lot of things. Did anyone feel like they really did reach that place of concentration where 
you could recognize thoughts, but they just like leave you alone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that place. Um, my thoughts come out of a, con a story, a conditioned um, matrix, you know, it's, again, that's why I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I am called Lance and these are all these other things about him, right? And it's like that comes with a certain amount of pressure or baggage or insecurity and all these other issues. And with practice going into concentration, um, that baggage falls off. I can come back to the 3D world and not be attached to a name or a place or an ethnicity or all the things that have added pressure to this person's existence, you know? I took up those things in the sense like someone told me along the way that this is the way you have to exist in the world. This is the way you have to to be. So I took up those things just wanting to fit in. You know, it's like I want to fit into my family, right? I want to fit into my school and my peers and whatever it takes to fit in and feel secure based on what those environments are saying to me, that's what I'm going to do. Mm. But I always had this weird itch that some of I don't know, I was just the odd one who was always questioning things like, but why do we do it that way? And who said that, that it has to be has to be done that way anyway? And the term 2020, um, such as, well, sorry, the term 2020 and similar fractions. So this is about ophthalmology and how 2020 vision, right, is when you reach a certain line on the eye chart. So they are visual acuity measurements. And so if you can identify the letters on that certain line of the eye chart, but none smaller, you have normal 2020 visual acuity. Um, acuity is a noun that means sharpness, acuteness, keenness, keenness of perception. And so we might talk about acuity of vision or acuity of mind. And I didn't write anything else. And I just love how open it is now. <laughs> um, acuity of vision and acuity of mind. Let's just talk about perception and awareness. And we're talking about seeing, right, with the eyes. And we discussed how last week the eyes cannot see back upon themselves. Like, um, like a knife can cut, but it can't cut itself. And like a scale can weigh things, but it can't weigh itself. The eyes can see and perceive, but can't see themselves. Um, so there has to be a reflection in that our world, our life, gives us the opportunity to see the reflection of what's here behind the, behind the eyes. So 
there was this phrase going around for a little bit earlier this year about the new normal. Like there's a there's a normal way of going about things and seeing things, and we'll call that 2020, but there is better vision than 2020. And I was saying at that time, you know, I wasn't okay with the normal. So what does the new normal even mean? Um, and that just comes from an honest, you know, look at myself and my own way of existing and also perceiving how the, how um, our culture exists, I guess I would say, how the world is existing. And let's just say war and division, okay, across the world. Like I'm not okay with the condition of the world. And I can see division and war within myself as an individual. I battle within. There are parts of me that I'm okay with and there are parts of me that I'm definitely not okay with. That's division and war within this individual. Um, so I need to spend less time telling others how to be and how to express themselves until I can get this person in order. I can't help fix what's happening in the world because this world that I'm creating is not is not okay. And This is getting to a hopefully is getting to a vision that's better than normal. It's better than 2020. And now I'm thinking about 2021 suddenly, like, oh, 2020 has been this shift in vision. I don't know what that means for the world at large, but there does feel like a shift and that a lot of people are asking really good questions about the nature of their existence. Um, how they've done things to this point and how they feel things change, right? Currently change in 2020 and also um, how that may feel going into the future, which I think is going to be better than times past. And to see the response from so many people around these talks and people saying, I know I'm made for something more than this, this meaning everything I've been up to. <laughs> I know there's something more for me than this, but I don't, don't know what it is. Has been um, humbling a bit. Hmm. I think humbling is the best way to describe how that's felt because as I'm writing this, this book, this manual called The Identity Process, it's totally about that. It's knowing who you are and finding your purpose and then moving forward in that. And there, there is no education in our culture about, about that. As, we, as I was already describing, right? It's this conditioning that you get that tells you who you are and what the culture is doing at large that says what you need to do. Um, and that success is a very finite road. It's like to be successful, this is the mold um, that you should try to fit into. And we all definitely do not fit into that mold, you know? We can force ourselves in and with it comes all kinds of stress, 
Hmm. Emotional despair, physical health issues. I mean, we're surrounded by the problems that come with trying to fit into this mold. And we all just want the same things. We want peace. We want connection and love and safety and food in the fridge. Those are like the basic human values, right? I may have missed a few there, but I think that covers most of it. And I don't know about you, but I have at least learned that I'm totally happy and at peace with just that. Peace, love, connection, food in the fridge, safety, which safety means amongst other human beings, but also just knowing I have a place to lay my head at night, right? It's like, I'm okay. That is it. That is all I need. So all these other things that I'm told I need, that's where the stress begins to kick in. It's like, just trying to meet certain social requirements that say this is success. And if you don't hold this image, then you're not okay. And I'm going to assume each of you has a list of things in your mind about what that is, you know. But that place that we went to where there's just that pure peace. And I was, and I said, this is, this is you, this is the real you. And I, that may have been, how many times have you been introduced to that person, if ever, right? Like the real me. Um, why has no one ever told me, why did no one ever tell me that I don't have to be entangled with my thoughts. I thought the thoughts were me. Why didn't anyone ever tell me that um, that since thoughts ultimately do not have control over me, then I need to figure out who me is. <laughs> I, I need to figure out who this person is. And um, another term for that pure peace and that pure, pure potential is just pure awareness or consciousness is another way of saying it. It is the thing in all of us that allows us to wake up in the morning and start the day. And I'll call it just the sense of I. I don't do anything if I don't have a sense of me. <laughs> and the way I'm seeing this world does not exist if I don't exist. Does that make sense? Maybe, Bailey? Not quite. It's like, so, um, Bailey has a certain perspective that only she can hold. And if she's not present, that perspective is no longer here. So her world doesn't exist if she's not here. That's it. And then I begin to realize, wow, I'm creating all kinds of things all the time. And it's spontaneous. It's sometimes out of control. And I'm just like, um, yeah, it's spontaneous and sometimes out of control. 
but I can take control is what the meditation in the concentration is is showing. That means I can get this world in order, and that means we can get our collective world on a macro scale in order, but it takes one person at a time, and it's definitely a grassroots thing. It doesn't come from the top down. We know that because here we are in 2020, and we've tried top down for ages, and it doesn't work. We're still dealing with racism and division and economic disparity and inequality, and we thought all these great organizations and new laws would create the change that we needed, but the change is really in the human heart and in the human mind. That's where we'll get these things straightened out. A simple talk like, oh, those people over there want the same things that I do. And those things are really simple. Peace, love, connection, safety, food on the table. Why is that so hard? That's not really that I think we can figure this out. Not everyone wants to figure it out, apparently, and um, and that's okay. With that awareness that we ultimately are, there's a huge amount of power and a huge amount of energy which does influence the world on an energetic level. And qu quantum sciences are saying this, observing it, repeating it, measuring it. Um, and that's awesome. Science has caught up with what the wisdom of the sages have been saying for thousands of years, right? That love is the greatest thing of all. Now science can measure human thought and go, whoa, like the energy is off the charts when people have loving thoughts and water transforms when people have loving thoughts. And um, I don't know if you guys know the, the work of, oh man, what is it? The water crystals, yeah. Um, yeah, his research, I don't know if he's still alive. Um, his research on water and and now there's been varieties of it where it's like they can look at the water under the microscope and if a certain energy is in the space or if they even wrote the word like hate or like I hate you on the water and then studied it under the microscope, it would like take on these nasty colors and like be all distorted and stuff right and if they taped love on the water it would form these perfect beautiful crystals like geometric shapes and clear crystal color versus like this nasty orange yellowish stuff and oh i just want to double check what was that name again um yeah it's that's so and then if the world and our bodies are mostly water i mean what else do we need to know about how to change things <laughs> um yeah it's really not rocket science it's it's so part of us it's so ingrained in our dna and it's it's our birthright to to express ourselves at the highest 
levels possible meaning of the heart. I don't mean like some kind of academic level. That's part of the problem. But the ego has a very interesting way of getting involved in all of this. Speaking of academic levels, right? It's like, oh, I know more than you. I'm better than you. I have I don't know, a better job than you. I make more money than you. My house is bigger than yours. And then it's no longer we all want the same things. It's some kind of way I can access more than you can. And now I feel better about myself. And if I am even needing to feel better about myself, that's my problem that I need to handle and deal with and look at versus comparing it to what's outside of me, which, yeah, to say that another way, if I need to feel better about myself, that shouldn't be something I want to, um, that shouldn't be a reason to take advantage of others or even let the thoughts cross my mind that I'm not okay unless I have more than someone else. I think that's the best way I can say it right now. So the ego tells us what you need is outside of you versus the truth of who we are, which is it's within, it's right here, and it's with you all the time, just no one ever told you. The ego says you got to go get it, it's out there, you got to chase it down, um, and then that's where the stress begins and the anxiety kicks in because I got to do whatever it takes to get it, right? So <laughs> it turns into a survival issue, and but we already said, wait love connection like the simplest things actually equal survival definitely not competing with the next person not a survival issue at all but my ego is telling me that i need this or that or or that or even um my family and i are not okay without this or that versus knowing like no there's plenty there's enough I love to be reminded that there's enough. There really is enough. And we are spoiled rotten here in, I won't even say in, in anywhere, just here. We're spoiled rotten. We have refrigerators full of food and still wonder if there's enough. It's like, what greater sign of wealth do you need? You have plenty to eat. Like that's the sign of wealth. <laughs> it's not the car you drive or how many vacations you take. It's that you can sleep well with a full stomach every single day. We had a dream group meet later in the week. It was amazing. We each shared our own one dream and it's just really neat to hear each person's like world, right? Like the, the, the dream world is not unlike this present reality happening here. 
where I'm the one seeing and uh, defining what's happening here. And in the dream, in the dream state, in the bed while I'm asleep, the same thing is happening to the point that I don't know three-dimensional reality from the dream world, right? My body's responding, I'm nervous, I'm sweating, I'm eating, I taste food, I can fall and feel it in my stomach, like the same thing is happening. And the question is still, who's the one observing all of that? Who's the one creating all of that? And it just goes back to that pure awareness that is so powerful and so creative and, can, and how the ego gets involved and tells us things that ultimately aren't real, but we can perceive them. I am conceiving what I am perceiving. And so are you. I don't have much else to say, I don't think. I would like to have you guys share. And this microphone can come off the stand and we can pass it around. So don't feel like you have to come up. Yeah. So questions, thoughts, concerns. Yeah, it's wide open. You guys are really smart, apparently. Don't have any concerns. Life is perfect. You are perfect. <laughs> That's right. Um, oh, how about I just pose a question? 2020, what has it been like? And, you know, based on the talk so far, what's your perspective on this year so far? Anyone interested in sharing? It can be related to COVID or whatever else, right? There's more going on in the world than that, though it seems like that can be forgotten sometimes. <laughs> no pressure, but a little pressure. <laughs> Always pressure. <laughs> all righty good evening good evening everybody um i should say based on the question i haven't necessarily been affected in a significant way other than i am less busy than i have ever been um i've been working from home for a little over four months give or take and um other than that i've been following the various guidelines that have been applied to the anchorage municipality mm -hmm. and i suppose that's as significant as things have been going for myself. Have you felt any, with, I'm assuming you've had some extra time on your hands? A little? Couple, couple um, extra times. Has, has any of that given you opportunity to think more? 
on any specific level that you want to share? Like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in the way, as far as food goes, I spend a lot of time cooking and researching uh, various food practices. Um, I spend a lot more time doing baking, uh, things of that nature, reading far more into sourdough, standard rustic loaves of bread. Um, really, just a lot of cooking techniques has been a lot of thought process as well as music. Um, I've had some time to just kind of reflect on myself individually. And um, I suppose I would say that I, with all this time to think, I decided that I'm not working hard enough <laughs> on the things that I love to do. Mm -hmm. um, that is definitely something that has been gathered in the last X amount of months with extra time given. Yeah. Thank you. That's... Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more with that. If 2020 has shown me anything, it's like, why did I put off some of the things that I absolutely just love doing? And it's not that I just love doing them, but that they're like core to my existence. Definitely. Yeah, these creative elements of my life that essentially I let work overrun, you know? It's just like, a, I'm too tired at the end of the day to even open the hat of creativity, which is really sad. I'm just going to be honest about it. <laughs> Absolutely. These priorities. If you want to, you are welcome to. Look right at Sammy. All right. <laughs> I can't see. I'm, I'm guessing it's Kim. Yes. Hi. Mm -hmm. um, for me, 2020 has brought about an opportunity for a lot of change and a lot mm. of reevaluation. Uh, you had brought up earlier that, you know, the new normal and that you weren't okay with the normal as it was. And it's interesting how many people I think are striving to get back to that instead of taking this as the amazing and really just, I'm not sure how I want to say it, this like almost forced upon us opportunity to take things and be like, this wasn't working, how can we make it work better? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I see in uh, the education world, a lot of people trying to keep it back to quote unquote normal, whereas this is absolutely that golden opportunity that we've been looking for for years, for decades right. on getting it changed and really, you know, challenging the equity and challenging, you know, how we are really providing education for our students. And I'm, I'm disheartened because I'm not seeing enough attempts of change and attempts of making it better, um, which is not to say I'm not seeing that. It's just not as widespread as I had deeply hoped it would be at right. this point. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, isn't it interesting how even if we know that things could change or maybe we know they need to change, we can still be resistant to change mm -hmm. when the opportunity arises. And then there are the times when, like you said, change is forced. Life 
itself just changes things and there's nothing you can do about it. Why do we have to be so stubborn about it that it takes something on, um, you know, on a major scale to really make us slow down, rethink, reevaluate, and then take a different course? Mm -hmm. I think part of it is because change is scary. Like, I was just going to say a that. Really There's a fear. scary thing to acknowledge that what you're doing or how you're doing something isn't necessarily the best option. Mm. Um, yeah, I think there's a fear factor in there. Mm -hmm. You know, people get comfortable. They get content doing things the way they're doing them, whether it's education mm -hmm. or I guess education is a great example. Because, you know, you have those teachers that have been teaching this way for 30 years and that's just how I do things. You know, and that's not necessarily the best route, but they're they're very resistant to change because that's what they know and what they're comfortable with. Right. I think it's sure. a comfort level. I think it's a fear of failure level. Mm. I think it's just that deep fear of the unknown. We don't know if this is going to go well or if it's going to go poorly. We don't know how our students are going to react to it. We don't know what's going to change tomorrow that's going to make us reevaluate everything all over again. Right. Yeah, it's also challenging when you're not sure if your peers will support you in the experiment, right? The experiment to me is the beautiful thing. It's like, let's try this. It doesn't have to succeed. But the way, I guess, you know, corporate environments tend to work is someone's watching to see if something fails. And then that's really the scary thing is like, you feel like your, your image or your reputation or even your job is in jeopardy. Um, if you want to make a shift and try something different mm -hmm. and that's not a good place to be. That's definitely not a good work culture to be a part of. Some of us are fortunate enough to have, a culture where you feel very supported and experimentation is encouraged and then other of us others of us don't have that at all so right mm. um yeah fear is another one of those e ego things you know mm -hmm. um but, and it's hard when the culture is driven by ego because now these are these are fears that we feel like we have to tackle on our own because it's just the way the system works, right? It's like, I have this fear that I may be judged a certain way for doing a certain thing. This is an ego issue. And it's an ego issue that extends outside of me. Like, yes, it is my ego that's concerned about it. And it's because I know there are other egos out there <laughs> who can be divisive or may attack. And at what point do I honor myself enough to do the best next thing regardless, which means courage, right? Is, is the term I, I think is appropriate. It's like, this is not comfortable, but this is, this is where I feel like I'm being led. This is where my heart is going. Um, how do I do that? And just own the responsibility regardless of what anyone else thinks. That is like some top level warrior related 
stuff, you know, just that courage. If we don't know who we are and what we're here to do, it it's nearly impossible to step into that flow of, of um, I think I said honoring yourself, I think is how I said it earlier. Um, if you don't know who you are, then what self are are you honoring? Who are you honoring at that point? You're still just honoring this conditioned person that's grown into this into this stage, right? Um, so true identity is so important and can fuel our decision making in really amazing ways, in inspired ways. Um, we're like. Marshall was saying like, oh, like I have these, these creative parts of myself that I've kind of let sit over here and I know they're there and I touch them every now and again, but I'm not really investing in them. And they, in fact, are like me, like they're my, my gifts, they're my talents. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Oh, I have a lot. Like, okay. <laughs> I can talk forever. It's a problem. So <laughs> it's a problem. It, it, it can be. Um, I, I had wanted to kind of touch on what Marshall had said about, okay. you know, kind of going into himself and finding the things he loves to do and wasn't giving himself enough time to do. And that was the other, again, golden opportunity that I think not everyone grasp because they were living in fear and living in what's going to happen next. And I actually had this conversation this weekend about the fact that I have had an amazing 2020, mm. like really transformative in a lot of different ways in, in my job, in my personal life, in a lot of different facets. And a lot of it's because I took that time to be like, okay, I can't do this what about this? I can't go to the gym. I'm going to work out every day at home. I can't travel. I'm going to hike in Alaska. I'm going to do whatever it is mm -hmm. I can do to kind of keep myself going. And I saw a lot of benefit to that. And I saw myself get better at different things that I thought I would never be able to do, like run. Like I would... I never thought I'd be a runner and I just did uh, a, a 5k in under 30 minutes. And I was, the, and which might not be anything to other people. And it might be the most amazing thing that's ever happened to somebody else. And right. that's, what's kind of cool about that too. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I don't know, I think, yeah, 2020 has given me kind of that, that pause that I think a lot of people have needed right. to look in myself and say, what do I want? Where do I want to go with this? How can I get myself there? And going back to the connection, how can I bring people with me and how can I help them lift themselves up and have them help lift me up as well? Because, and I just had this conversation with a friend, you can't do it alone. It, it's, you can, but why would you when there's so many people that are ready and willing to be a part of the journey with you and help you? Right. Well, that is awesome that you've had such a good year and that you feel like you do have the community um, to help you along the way. There are a lot of people who don't have the community. And so you are a very fortunate individual in that way. Um, yeah.
Thank you for sharing all of that. That's Thank awesome. you. <laughs> So, uh, 2020 for me has not been a slowdown. Um, I work from home. I haven't slowed down. In, I'm a super busy person and no aspect of my life has been opened up for anything new. So it's just been a different um, experience of how busy looks to me and how I can use my time while being busy. So um, that I've learned to appreciate at first because I'm an introvert working from home was just, I think two days into it, I, I almost had a meltdown. And I was like, I think this is a social experiment to see how long it's gonna take for us to lose our minds. <laughs> um, but then I created boundaries at home in terms of workspace and um, learned to appreciate being able to take a break from work and step into my kitchen and prep for dinner. Um, having my cat walk across my desk and taking a moment for pet therapy. Um, being that my cat is now my work wife, it doesn't matter what I listen to as background noise. And what I choose to listen to is a lot of educational stuff. So I've learned so much this year. Um, history and uh, different world religions and history of world religions and philosophy and just whatever my mind thinks of. I'll just add it to my watch later list and hit play while I'm working. So that's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, what I've learned is that 2020 is a year of perfect vision if we choose to step into that. Um, it's a great awakening that I see happening for a lot of people. And I'm seeing for myself more of a need to step into my own internal alchemy uh, more fully so that I can help with this transition that is huge that's happening in the world. So um, yeah, for me, it's a call to just be more of my true self and lean into that more. Right. And that is that. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> Yeah, definitely a lot of learning this year. I, I agree with that. Um, a lot of fast growth this year. Like, I would say that the, the growth that I have experienced since March, <laughs> I mean, under, under normal circumstances, it would have taken two years to like, just how much this person has changed in the last six months. But it's all the change that I wanted. It's just, I had the time to actually dive into that change, really become immersed in the change versus, you know, like, kind of like, sticking a toe in there every once in a while because that's all I have time for. Um, 
there are a lot of things that I, that the COVID shutdown um, allowed me to let go of that I'm happy to say I'll never go back to. And I just mean in lifestyle, like the amount of time I would spend out um, in a restaurant or eating out with friends, like I just don't care to go back to that. And I see how wasteful a lot of that was. Um, and I've been able to really just connect with people more on like a meaningful basis, you know, not necessarily centered around um, needing food as entertainment, which is kind of how that going out to eat type of thing feels. Um, but it's like, well, if we're going to share a meal, let's share a meal let's all participate and show up in a home and now there's community has that feeling versus a just a, like oh yeah these are my friends but we're not really uh, we're not really we're not really getting into one another's lives because we just show up at a place for a short amount of time to get served food and it's all like based around this entertainment culture so there's a lot of laughs going on but we're not really getting in each other's lives you know and me and all the while you know while all the laughing's going on and we think life is great it takes life shutting everything down to go, okay, you've been doing a lot of laughing, but look, this isn't great. <laughs> and uh, so, I'm, yeah, what a, it's been a, a really incredible year that I'm very, very thankful for. Any other thoughts, ideas, question, ego-related stuff, shadow work? Um, Yeah, anything? <laughs> well, um, I don't, I don't think I have anything else either. I woke up feeling kind of dry this morning. Like I normally have like all this inspiration and all this energy and pumps, and I just wasn't feeling it this morning. And you know, I was just patient with myself on that it's like it's okay it just is and that's the whole thing about you know the meditation and the concentration it is okay when your thoughts begin to take over just take a minute and breathe it doesn't take that long just just breathe and focus let the thoughts come and go and realize that you are that pure awareness that is observing everything and giving meaning to everything and you can just stop doing that just let it appear as it is like that child who comes in and you know they're cute but they're also rambunctious and they you know knock over the drink onto your carpet and it's like they they show up in a space just as they are in some kind of way you're okay with just letting them show up as they are, you know? Um, there's a certain level of patience and 
compassion there. And instead of taking my thoughts so seriously, I can just be patient, have some compassion for this person who has the memories and the thoughts. Let the thoughts come and go and realize I am not that. I am not that thought. I am not these thoughts. That place of pure mind and pure potential is the secret place. It is your very own refuge in times of trouble, in times of adversity, in times of temptation, in times of fear. Because adversity and fear and temptation and adversity, all of that is thought-driven stuff. Things that ultimately aren't even real. It's like, why was I worried about that in the first place? It definitely didn't pan out the way I feared it might. Um, so realize how incredibly amazing you are. You have an inner sanctuary that is full of nothing but peace. And you get to carry that everywhere you go. And in fact, you are, but no one, perhaps no one's ever told you that before. And so when you enter a space, you're bringing that with you and you can change the environment just by your presence being there, which is amazing. It makes you amazing. That's <laughs> awesome. So I need, no, 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 sorry being very careful with needs and wants. I hope to experience more peace in my life. So maybe I can ask you to help bring it because that's what you are. And that's also a challenge for me to like have the same respect for you. Can I bring this with me? Well, I already am. I just need to shut this down. <laughs> So I can just be, I can just be here with you, be present with you. Um, I can choose to let go of all the judgments and um, stereotypes. I need to be aware of that stuff, you know? It's, it's, the, it's the things that I was conditioned to think about certain people or whatever, right? It's like, that's not true about the person. Just because they look this way or say this or that. We're, we are of the same stuff. When I go to that sacred place, that refuge, that, you know, pure place, they go to the same place that I do. <laughs> We're no different. Just because we appear different and I'm looking around because I'm seeing all this diversity, just because it appears different, it's still just one life, you know? It's just life, which is beautiful. So much diversity, not something 
to be um, divisive or judgmental about like how ridiculous to judge the trees for being different from one another. It's silly. Humans, we can be really silly and petty. Ugh. So forgive me for that if you happen to encounter my silly pettiness. <laughs> it might show itself at some point. Okay, nothing else? You guys are awesome, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Healing Voice Podcast. Feel free to email me at thvtv at protonmail.com. You can also request a free copy of my book, Music Everywhere, Elements and Principles of Life We've Been Missing. THV is also on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, BitChute, and Library.tv. That's LBRY.tv. I'll leave the links in the description. If you'd like to support the work of THV, you can send a donation to the PayPal link below. Thanks for listening. Tell someone about THV today.